to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to talk about a subject that I've been thinking about a lot this week. I kind of posted about it on Instagram, and that's um, getting back to real life relationships. This is something I've talked about before over the years, but it is something that, especially now that I've been a little bit more involved in ministry locally and here at home, it's something that I really want to share. You know, just what God's been teaching me about getting back to real life relationships, because I think the internet these days and social media, while a very good thing for many of us, we're able to connect with people all over the world, has kind of desensitized us from what community is supposed to be, right? I am the first to admit, don't call me. (laughs) Who else out there is that way? Text me, email me, send a smoke signal don't call me. And it's terrible. I don't want to be that way. I think back to like my grandma and I think back to the way our parents and our grandparents grew up. And yes, call me an idealist, but I want to go back to that. Go knock on your neighbor's door. Go call someone. I feel like I'm giving you a panic attack on the other end of this right now, like thinking, go knock on someone's door, you know, because I get it. I'm the same way. Like sometimes I'll get a knock on the door and be like, who is it? You know, because you're just not used to it. Let's normalize real life again. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Before I start, I just want to kind of recap. Last week, we talked about rethinking homeschool. I had a lot of feedback on that podcast. I was super excited that many of you agree with me. It's like, yes, we're rethinking this whole homeschool thing, not rethinking doing homeschool. I love homeschooling more than ever these days, but really rethinking how we're homeschooling and understanding our purposes and using real life uh, to teach our children. And what really are we uh, preparing them for? I've always said I'm preparing my, my children for life and not a test. And so more so than ever, we are really honing in on life skills, real life learning, and dare I say, at some points, we may even be unschooling. So you can go check out that latest episode. Uh, like I said, many of you were encouraged, which I was so thrilled to hear from. 
So keep those messages coming. Send me a message. You can even send me a voice message on anchor.fm slash simply living for him. Or you can simply email me at Karen at simply living for him or DM me at Instagram or Facebook. I'm on there as well. So let's discuss this whole, you know, let's normalize real life again. (laughs) Now I'm preaching to myself on this episode more than anyone probably because I realize in the past many years, I have been very focused on building relationships online. And I'm not regretting that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I've built a online community of over 1500 women. I have um, built, you know, a platform with Simply Living for Him on Instagram and on Facebook, and I use this podcast, and I reach thousands of people across the world. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and I'm super thrilled for the opportunities that I have had using my social media, and I continue to use it. It's just that I want it to be more of a supplement than I think, you know, as my main communication with people. And so it's definitely not an and or, right? A lot of times you'll hear people talking about modern day, you know, social media, and it becomes this and or. It's like, I'm taking a Facebook fast, I have to take a break from internet, or, you know, I'm getting rid of it altogether. And again, that's, if that's something God convicts you of, I'm not saying that's wrong. By all means, take a social media fast. By all means, delete the apps from your phone if it's an issue. I'm just kind of looking at it in the perspective of does it have to be and or, right? Like, is it one or the other? Can there be both? I think we should probably look at maybe an 80%, 20% or 70%, 30%, like, you know, real life versus social media. I am the first to say that I would say over the years, at times, I've been like a 90%, 10% the wrong way. Like 90% of my communications were digital and, you know, 10% (laughs) was in real life. And, you know, I go to church, I have my, my children's, um, activities, which are less and less now because I only have two left at home. So, you know, when your kids are little, you're kind of forced to socialize and hang out and be out there in real life if you're taking your kids to activities. At this point, I'm really not. So, you know, that's something I have to be aware of. And then... Also, you know, over the years, I was traveling every spring, which was a good way for me to connect in real life. It was a good way to marry what I was doing online um, with my ministry to then meet people in real life um, at conventions or events that I was speaking at and so forth, especially my retreat, my Simply Living for Him retreat, which I always hold near and dear to my heart. Because of my online ministry, I have made many best friends over the years through that retreat, through connecting then in real life. And there is just something about community and being in real life. So I posted on this uh, topic this week on Instagram, and I always find this fact fascinating. So our human brains are not wired to, um, or they are wired, I should say, to fill in the pieces. So, you know, sometimes you'll see like, uh, something come across the internet that's like um, <clears throat> a puzzle, not really a puzzle, but like a picture or the pieces are missing and your brain will naturally fill in what is missing 
Or, you know, sometimes things, they'll show you like everything's written backwards, but your brain will naturally like turn it around, right? So there's these things that our brain kind of naturally does to make things make sense. And one of those things is if you were to look at a picture and it was something maybe familiar, but some of the pieces were missing, your brain would sort of naturally fill in what isn't there. And I look at social media and I see that our human brains are doing the exact same thing. We see snippets of somebody's life. Face it, no matter how much somebody shares or even overshares, you are never getting a full picture of somebody's life. There is a multi-dimensional aspect to all of us that you cannot get online literally unless you're like videoing your entire life all the time but even so with that there is something more that happens in real life through you know seeing somebody hearing somebody looking in their eyes hugging them you know through vision through hearing through touch through all of it like when we have all of our senses in relationship it is still better than just watching a video of somebody, right? But no matter what, you cannot get the full picture of somebody's life when you are just getting snippets online. And let's face it, that's what most of us are doing. We're sharing. Obviously, we're not, I mean, people get so mad. They're like, oh, this person, they're only sharing the good stuff. Well, are we supposed to be airing our dirty laundry online? I know I'm not. Like my family, we got a fight last night. I'm not going to share that online. right? I'm not going to invade everybody's privacy. First of all, I'd like share that we got in a big fight last night and nobody's talking and we had to do all the, like, we're not going to do that. So let's remember before we get so critical that we say, oh, they only share the good things. Isn't that like kind of what social media is for? We do share the highlights, you know? We're not going to share everything. Now, over the years, I've certainly tried to balance and I've shared I've shared selfies of me lying in bed when I'm depressed and can't get out of bed. I've shared selfies of me when I'm like, you know, in a funk and I'm needing prayer. Like I've tried over the years, you know, I've shared my messy house at times. I've shared when things are not hunky-dory, right? I've tried to do that as a balance and as somebody who has an online presence, who is influencing people and in, you know, has a ministry in all of that. I've tried to do that balance. But the regular everyday person who's just using social media, not for a ministry, not for a business, not for any other purpose than just to like, you know, share their vacation pictures, they are not going to share all the deep, dark stuff that's going on behind the scenes. It's just, it's not that we're hiding it. It's just not the place to do it. We just, you know, it's not respecting our families if there's things going on. It's just, it's not the place to do it, right? And I thought when social media started, we all kind of realized that. Like, this is just a place to share highlights. It's like an online photo album, right? I no longer have to print out my pictures and wait uh, to show them to my family, you know, that we went on vacation. I can just share them online and uh, other people can see them as well. Like, it's so innocent how it started. (laughs) It's so crazy how it's, we are in the midst of it right now. But anyway, so what happens is because we are naturally not sharing every single thing online, which we are not supposed to, the people on the receiving end, it's like seeing those pictures come across where there's something missing. What we do, our human brains will naturally try to fill in the information that's missing. Unfortunately, our human brains are trying to fill in the information that's missing and 
it's often wrong, right? It's not the same as when you look at a picture that's familiar and your brain tries to fill it in. What we're doing is we're trying to fill in the pieces to someone else's life based on our own biases, based on things that we think we know or just our own perspective. Oftentimes we will put on someone else, like if if they remind us of someone, like someone else, we will kind of like fill in the places and just think, oh, they must be just like that person. And you'll fill in all these details or, you know, people, I mean, for me, especially on social media, living out loud a little bit for the past decade, I know 100%. And this is something that often bothers me and is the one reason I've often wanted to quit. What I do is because I know that people will hear, oh, she's a homeschooler and she, you know, does this, this and that. And so they think they know me and they have me figured out. And it's not to their fault. It's just what their human brain does. It's just what we do. And all of a sudden they have filled in the missing pieces with something that isn't true at all. And that's really hard, like to be on the receiving and knowing that many people are filling in the missing pieces to my life. So, you know, social media makes us think that we can be more connected than ever, but I think it's skewing our community more than ever, right? Because then when we do see those people in real life and we have this whole idea of who we think they are because of social media, it changes the way that we kind of are in relationship with them because now we already have this whole perspective in our mind. Like say you you see somebody maybe once a month and during that month, you're going to see their social media posts and you think that you know them. You think This is the thing about us. It's so crazy. We think we know what they're thinking. We think we know what they're doing. We think we know their background. Like we all do it. We all do it. We all make up a narrative in our heads. And so then when we do have actual relational contact in real life with that person, say whatever it is once a month, we've already made up this whole thing in our mind that may or may not, most likely not, be true about that person. And it might change how we treat them. It might change how we react to them. It might change a lot of ways that we relate to them. See, back in the old days, you saw somebody that once a month and when you were with them, you were with them and what you saw was what you got, right? And so we get this whole narrative that goes along with this person that isn't meant to be there. And so I've been thinking a lot lately, like, how do I balance this? Because again, I know it's not an all or nothing thing. I'm not saying there should be no social media. I enjoy social media. I like to be able to communicate with others in this way. But how do we balance that and not get away from real life? Because I will be the first to admit that I have, and I would say in the past decade since I've been online so much, gotten away from real life. And so praise the Lord, this year, as you guys know, I've talked about, I have a job at my church. It's a small part-time job. Um, I'm not like this big, you know, I don't have this big job. (laughs) But um, it's a small part-time job, and I'm the director of outreach, and I'm getting to do really like what I love to do with Simply Living for Him is um, connect with people, organize events, um, you know, try to reach out to my local community. And it was so funny because my pastor said to me, like, you are now the handshake of our church. And that is hysterical to me because I was so shy 20 years ago when I first came to that church. I was, even up until recently, not 
the type of person that I feel like would go up to the the new person visiting. Like that wasn't my gifting. That was more my husband. He'd be like, hey, how are you? Where are you from? Da, 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 you know, welcome. I was more the one like, let's stay in the background and wait for people to introduce themselves to me. Not because I didn't want to talk to them because I was timid, which I know seems strange because I go out and I speak at events and all of that. But when it's in a small group setting and like a one-on-one setting, I am not the big extrovert at all. I can be very introverted and shy. So I have now had to step out of my comfort zone and I love it. I love it. I love that I'm getting to, um, you know, be the one to kind of um, reach out to people, to not be shy. I think Simply Living for Him actually prepared me for this uh, position because, or just for this stage of life, really, because I don't see this just as a job. This is what like we should do, right? But we're not all gifted in that way to be, um, you know, outgoing or to be, um, uh, what's the word? You know, just that, uh, the one that takes the, the, the step out and, like I said, introduces to people and things like that. But I'm finding that as I grow with the Lord, it's not because... I'm having like all this confidence in myself now. It's just that it's confidence in the Lord, like that he is the one I'm representing. Like it's no longer about me. I don't have to feel shy. I don't have to feel nervous because I have the Lord in me. And when I'm welcoming people or introducing myself to people or creating events or doing different things, it's because I'm doing it with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm doing it as a representative of the Lord and not of myself. So anyway, all that's kind of like going down another (laughs) topic, but it's been a blessing to, I've been connecting with people this year in our community just by various events and things that we're doing at church in ways that I would never connect, you know, otherwise. Now, I often say that about Simply Living for Him and about social media, like I've been able to connect with people around the world. So again, that's why it's not an all or nothing thing. Like I see it as these two things actually go hand in hand. So now in community, I'm realizing that when we take a a step out and we, we, you know, plan events at church and we do things and people are coming, I'm able to connect with people I never would have. And it's such a beautiful thing to connect with people in real life right? There's a whole different dimension there. You can sit and you can listen. You know, I have people every week emailing me, asking for prayer, people sending me messages, texting me um, that I've met at events and things like that. And they ask for prayer and they'll reach out to me oftentimes because I am not in their sphere of you know, people at home, it's it's like they want to reach out to me like, hey, I know I met you and you said I could reach out to you for prayer anytime. And it's almost because I'm not in their familiar sphere that they feel comfortable reaching out to me. And I love that. And if that's you out there, feel free to email me. I love being able to pray for people. I love being able to encourage people um, that way. But of course, It's never the same as sitting down with somebody, holding their hand and praying for them. It's not the same as sitting down and truly listening to them, hearing their voice tell me the story of what is going on. So again, there's a place for digital and there's a place for um, 
in real life, but I really feel like it's time that we need to get back to normalizing more real life. Now, maybe you're listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about. You don't live online. You don't go online. You're not using social media. You're out there in your community every day. You're visiting the neighbors and dropping off cookies. You're going and helping, you know, the new mom who just had a baby. You're doing events in your community. You're serving at your church. Like, that's awesome. Can you please, please keep doing it and help those that maybe have kind of um, fallen into the trap of um, relying more on digital communications? Because we need those that are doing that. We need those to encourage us because I am one of those who has slipped into the digital communications, like I said, the past decade, more than real life. And I am just wanting, I mean, literally, I want to just get back to the olden days, right? Like where you picked up the phone and called someone. I am terrible at the phone. I am the first to admit I don't like to talk on the phone. I feel uncomfortable talking on the phone. I have probably a phone phobia, which when I mention this, other people are like, you, me too. Like there's more of us than we think. Literally takes me all day if I have to make a hair appointment. Like to call, I practice, I think in my head, what am I going to say? I don't know why I am so insecure to call up and say, hi, I'd like to make an appointment for a haircut. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't like calling people besides just obviously for appointments, but like regular people. I don't like calling people. I always feel like I'm in, like, what if I'm bothering them? What if they're in the middle of doing something? You know, what if I'm bothering them? Like, that's one of the hugest reasons I never pick up the phone. But I think about back in the day before we had digital media, that was literally what we did all the time. I can remember talking to my friends on the phone, even when my kids were little. So we can't say like, oh, we don't have time. Because I remember when my kids were little, like, I would be sitting in the playroom with one, like, as they were playing on the floor. And I would be on the phone with my friend for like an hour or more, right? We would talk and talk about what was going on that week, that day, everything. We would we would connect in such a way. And we did that all the time. It wasn't weird. Like nowadays, I would never just call my friend and be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what are you doing? I just don't. I might text them. I certainly will text them. That's like my go-to. I, I'm a, a very good texter. But what happened to us? I used to talk on the phone to my friends, to my family. And that is just like, and again, this is something that I've experienced. You may be out there again being like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I talk on the phone all the time. And that's great. (laughs) Just sharing my experience. And if you can relate, I want to hear from you. And if you can't relate, I want to hear from you. Encourage me and be like, hey, you know, this is a good thing to be on the phone. So then there's also, I mean, I'm pretty good about getting together with my friends. But like everybody, you know, that's always so hard to find time and all that. But when we are together, it's like, why? Why don't we do this more often? You know, I've been known to close down Panera Bread with my friends. Like, we'll literally sit there for hours and hours. I have one friend that we will go out for coffee and stay through lunch and leave at dinner time. I'm not even joking. Like, his. I guess it's because we're not able or not, not that we're not able, but we're not communicating regularly. So when we do get together, it's like we got to catch up on everything. And so... You know, I know people are listening. They're probably like, well, I just don't have time to call my friends or I just and you don't have to talk for an hour. 
But why can't we normalize just calling somebody and being like, hey, how are you doing today? You know what? You were on my mind. Is there anything I can pray for? Then they tell you and then you say, all right, well, I'm really glad that we got to connect today and I will pray for you today, you know, and and end it. It doesn't have to be an hour long conversation. It can just be a five minute conversation, but there is something about the voice. You know, what's really interesting? Somebody that I know, another homeschool speaker, she one time out of nowhere, I got some voice messages. You know how you can do that? Like in your um, direct messages in um, Instagram or Facebook, I guess you can do it on Messenger as well. But she did it on Instagram. She sent me like three messages and like voice messages. And it was just like, hey, Karen, you know, you were on my mind today and I would like to pray for you. And she just began to pray for me on a message. And let me tell you, that was so powerful to me. I sat there and listened and thought, I cannot believe, number one, she took the time out of her day to send me like three one minute long, so three minutes of messaging of praying for me. What a blessing. I felt loved. I felt cared for. I felt connected. Now, she could have sent me a text and said, hey, I'm praying for you. And honestly, I'll be guilty of that. I do that all the time. And I literally am praying for the people. But I'll just say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Or how, how can I pray for you? But she like took the time to leave me these messages. So I heard in her voice her prayers. And it was beautiful. I'm doing a study of Philippians right now at my church. That's one of the things I'm I'm doing uh, with my outreach at the church is an evening women's Bible study, and we're studying Philippians. And that was actually one thing that came up in our last discussion. You know, Paul is writing his letter to the Philippians while he's um, in jail. And he's writing about, you know, encouraging them to be unified and how much he loves them and, you know, all these things. And and he's encouraging at one point, you know, it's like to the leaders of the church as well as, you know, all the members. But it was, you know, he was encouraging everyone in there. And it's like, how can we do that? How can we be like Paul in that way? You know, put aside our stuff because, you know, let's face it, he's in jail trying to find out if he's going to be executed or not. And he's over there writing letters of encouragement. You know, because we could say, well, you know, it's just been a hard week. I haven't had time to reach out to people. And I'm like, yeah, well, Paul had a hard week too. And he's writing this letter to encourage his people. And so that convicts me. That really convicts me. And so I'm, you know, sometimes we need to put aside our stuff and truly love others as we're supposed to. You know, loving others is supposed to come first. And you know, when I think of Paul doing that, I'm like, yeah, why don't I connect with others? Now he's writing a letter because he doesn't have social media, doesn't have phone and he can't get out in real life. So he's writing a letter. So we can do that as well. We can write letters, we can send texts, we can send voicemails. But really, I think the best thing to do, if you are able, is make those connections. And it might feel uncomfortable at first to go knock on your neighbor's door. It might feel uncomfortable to just call your friend out of the blue. It might feel uncomfortable to, after church, say to somebody, hey, would you like to go out for coffee? It might feel uncomfortable, but I promise you the blessing in the end is huge. And can you imagine if we all did this? If we all just put aside the digital communications for a little bit and went back to the way it was. Like my kids, they know I'm always glorifying the 80s. 
I was an 80s child. I was born in 1975. So my like, you know, childhood really took place in the 80s. And I'm always telling them, oh, if you could only go back to the 80s with me, it was so great, you know, how we glorify the past. But part of it was great, right? We would just show up at our friends' houses. We would use the phone. We would, you know, meet in real life. We would hang out after school. We would do all those things. And I think about, like I said, our grandmothers and our mothers. And, you know, going to someone's house for tea in the afternoon. Why don't we do these things anymore? Why are we so digitally connected? What are we afraid of when we connect in real life? And you know what? I don't even know if it's like that we really do it consciously. I think that, like anything, something looks good in the beginning and then we kind of just get sucked in and we're like, wait, how did we get here? And I feel like that's how it is with digital communicating. Like, all of a sudden, I look at it, I'm like, how did we get here? I used to talk to people more in real life. Like, we used to have playdates when my kids were little. My friends would come over all the time, or I would call them on the phone. And now it's like, wait, hey, I'll text you. Hey, how you doing? Like, and it's always, you know, digitally. So again, I don't know if it was like this big conscious thing. I think it kind of just happens. But wouldn't you like to go back to the basics of community We were not meant to put the puzzle pieces of somebody's life together in our mind. We were meant to see them in real life, in community. We were meant to see the pieces of a person's life in real time. And we aren't meant to think we know about somebody, so then therefore we write them off. What if we got to know them in real life? They might be totally different than what you think. And again, it's nobody's fault. I don't think we're supposed to be out there sharing on social media every detail of our lives. It's literally like an online scrapbook or photo book. Let's remember that. I think people are way too critical and say, oh, they don't share. They only share the perfect things. What are we supposed to do? But if you got together with them in real life, you might understand why. Like I've said this before when I'm speaking. Of course, I only, you know, not only I've shared good things like who everyone does. Right. I've often like I remember when we first moved to our home, our, our hobby farm. And I'd always dreamed of living somewhere where the sun rose and the sun set. I started that dream when I was living above a deli in an apartment at a very dark time in my life when I had left home and I was living with four girls in an apartment above a deli and thinking, what is my life going to be? I hadn't met my husband yet. I was just coming out of a very, very dark time in my life and I was really looking to a future that I felt was never going to happen because I didn't deserve it. And I used to dream sunrises and sunsets. So when I am now, you know, 20 something, 25 years later in a home that has a sunrise in the morning, right in my bedroom window, and the sun sets every night right behind my barn in the back of my house, I see God 
in that sunrise and sunset. And I see a God who took a girl out of a pit of darkness and into the light and not only gave her the desire of her heart, but abundantly more. And one of those like cherries on top is the sun rising and the sun setting on my property. So I share that, you know, with my backstory in my mind of like, wow, I am so in awe of God. And other people see that and they're like, why does she always have to share how the sun rises at her house and the sun sets at her house? Oh, she's bragging. <laughs> right? I share that my husband, you know, I'll share on our anniversary or on his birthday how grateful I am for him. I think that's good. We should edify our spouses. I share, oh, he did, you know, he serves his family and, and he's so good to me because I know what it's like to be on the other end of abuse, terrible, unthinkable, unspeakable, shameful forms of abuse. Am I going to post that when I share about my husband and say, the reason I am so grateful for him is because I have lived in the darkest pit you can imagine? No. So again, we put the pieces together and we look at somebody and say, oh, well, it must be so great to have a husband that does so many things when we don't even know what they've been through. It's really important to not try to fill in the pieces, to not think everybody's boasting and bragging. Maybe they want to give glory to God. Maybe they're just joyful. It's okay to share your joy because as Christians, it says in Romans 12 that we are to rejoice with others and cry with others. Celebrate with others. And remember, not everybody's going to share all the nitty gritty. So we have to be careful that we're not filling in people's lives with what we think we know, with the narrative in our heads of what we assume that we know. Just get to know them in real life. Invite them over. Invite them out to coffee. Hang around after church a little extra longer to sit and listen, to hear their story, to connect. We need to connect in real life. We need to connect in real time. I know we're all busy, we're all running around. Busy doing what? There's nothing more important than loving others. It says so in the Bible, right? Our busyness should not take precedence over loving others. Our busyness should not take precedence over living in community with others. Like I said, Paul was over there in jail and he's worried about the well-being of his people back in Philippi, in the book of Philippians. That was convicting to me. My stuff doesn't take precedence over people. But the beautiful thing is when you start to get into relationships with people, they help you with your stuff. They help you to grow. They point you to Jesus. There's a beautiful thing about real life relationships, and I'm here for it. I want to get back to it. As we approach spring, I've said before, I'm not traveling this year, so I'm not going to be running around busy uh, like the past 10 years. I've been running around every spring, getting on a plane, driving here, going there to speak at events in the spring. This is the first time in a very long time where I'm going to be here and I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am speaking locally. I'll just plug that real quick. It's a free event at my church on March 18th. It's called Settled. 
finding peace and settling your soul. And I would love to meet you. I would love for you to come out and spend the day with us. Like I said, it's a free event for women from 10 to 3 on March 18th. I will link in the show notes, uh, or you can go to my website, simplylivingforhim.com. It's right there on the homepage, and you can register. We'd love to see you. Um, But that's one of those events, you know, where I will do this event, and it will be one of these real-life, you know, in-person, let's-connect days because we need that. There's something good about being online and being able to send a text, you know, in real time. Like I'm all for it when I can text somebody like I couldn't possibly call them in this moment. But hey, I'm going to text them and ask them for prayer. Or, you know, I can text somebody late at night when I wouldn't call them. Be like, hey, you're on my mind. I'm praying for you. I'm all for it. But we must balance it out. And let's get back to the olden days. Like I said, you know, getting together in real life, even when it's uncomfortable, taking that leap of faith to talk to strangers, look at a look at a person in the grocery store when you're standing online. How are you today? Don't look down at your phone. If you're waiting in line, you're sitting in the doctor's office, you're waiting in for an appointment, you're sitting in the hairdressers, you're sitting in the waiting room. Stop looking at your phone and look at the people around you. Hi, how are you? You never know what the smallest connection could mean. And we're so easy to avoid connection these days. We're always looking down at our phones. We're always kind of, you know, seeing what everybody else is doing rather than what is right in front of us. So maybe I idealized the 80s. When I know when I was little and I was uh, living in the 80s, I think I idealized the 50s, (laughs) you know. But maybe I idealized those times, but I really want to get back to real life. I really, this is something I'm working on in my own life because like I said, I've become too good at communicating digitally. I'm really looking for ways to invite people over, to get out and see people, to call people, to stop living one-dimensionally, to deal, you know, in real life, multi-dimensionally, and to love others above all. So let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation. You can comment wherever you're listening to this. You can email me at simplelivingforhim.com. You can send me a message at anchor.fm slash simplelivingforhim or on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, you might even want to leave me that voice message because I love when I get voice messages because again, I hear someone's voice, right? And so if we can't meet physically and we can't see each other physically, that's like the next best thing. Also, if I um, if you could come out to the event on March 18th from 10 to 3 uh, at Grace Bible Chapel in Chester, New Jersey, I would love to meet you. Real life connection, right? That's that's what it's all about. So let me know what you think and let's get back to the good old fashioned real life uh, relationships. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today. Let me sim